0: G'day, g'day. This is Rita join, and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. With me is Ms. Hannah Andrevsky <laughs> from Roundabout, which is a homegrown charity right here in Canberra. Where uh, and the whole charity's purpose is to rehome babies and children's items to families in the Canberra region region experiencing hardship. And one of the reasons I've asked Hannah to really Give us a lot of wisdom as to what we're doing in terms of charities and how to start one is because a lot of the times uh, when I've heard listeners' feedbacks, they've asked us, Well, how would a charity work? How does someone quit their day job? Should they quit their day job? How does that transition work from starting a cause that really speaks to you, that the community needs, but you also have to live your life? And so, for that reason, I've asked Hannah to come on and tell us about Roundabout, her charity how it's working, and the behind the scenes so we can get an understanding of how we could also follow in your footsteps and go into our own little niche of what cause we want to be able to help, and also get an understanding of what Roundabout's about. So Hannah, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Rita. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. <laughs> oh, thank you. So now I have to ask, why the name Roundabout.
1: Well, um, for those of for your listeners that are from Canberra, they'll they'll know that there are lots of roundabouts (laughs) in Canberra. So it really it has two meanings um, to me. It's it's very Canberra. We're Mm -hmm. full of roundabouts. It's a a characteristic of our our town, Um, but also it's that notion of. You know, giving giving out, coming back—that mm. sort of the oh. the cyclical nature of the work that we're doing, which is that you pass things on. You get, you know, positive things come from that. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, giving back to the community. Okay, so,
0: love it. So, what? How did you get the idea for Roundabout to donate? So uh, to help, or actually gather, muster. The um, the help and the support to give to families in need for baby items. I mean, where did that idea come from?
1: Yeah, so basically, um, so back in 2018, I was on maternity leave um, with my second baby, and I Mm. had a toddler at home with me as well. Um, And with both children, I'd wanted to be able to pass on my baby items, um, particularly to people in our community that were, I guess, less fortunate than me. Um, And you know, there there were ways to do that, but it wasn't neat and it wasn't consistent. So you know, there was. a a wonderful women's refuge called Karina House Mm. who occasionally took donations of baby items but they had a teeny tiny little shed and when that shed was full they couldn't take any more Um, and it also yeah so they yeah they were sometimes couldn't sometimes couldn't and then you know you can obviously give things to charity stores um, but I really like the idea of knowing that my donations were going to someone who in my community who needed them Um, and so I had done some googling, and I'd come across some charities in other parts of Australia, such as St Kilda Mums, which some of your listeners might have heard of, mm. um, Dandelion Support Network, Baby Give Back. So those are all charities that operate in other parts of Australia that do what we now do. Yeah. And I thought, why isn't there something like this in Canberra? Okay. And so yeah, so that that's, that's where it. the
0: idea came yeah. from. Yeah. Okay. So why isn't there way you can donate baby stuff to somewhere to locals in Canberra, and yeah. then? you started up so what's the first step when you are okay you've you've got this idea oh I should start this up what's the first th- what's the first thing you're doing
1: yeah so i i spent a lot of time googling yeah. um, you know googling yeah other other organizations googling services in in canberra that mm-hmm. support families um and i i still have quite vivid memories of sitting in my car with my baby sleeping in the back um, in her car seat and on my laptop sending emails to to um, organisations in Canberra that support families to say, do you think something like this could work oh. in Canberra? And um, it was really, so I, I had a number of responses from charities or organisations to say, yes, it, it would and we would love something like that. But it was really Carina House, who I mentioned already, who who came back to me and said, yes, we, we have thought for a long time that something like that could work really well in Canberra and we would love to offer our ideas and, um, you know, support in any way we can to make it happen, so... Yeah. So
0: they said yes. That idea would just be brilliant. And then you did what? <laughs>
1: yeah. So I met with them. Um, you know, they had some ideas, which was wonderful. I sort of m- gathered a bunch of women mm. from my social network and um, you know, professional world. So um, a, a lady from my work, a lady, uh, a couple of people from my mother's group, yeah. um, and a couple of those people had had experience um, setting up or um, being involved in not-for-profits. Okay. Um, so, so thanks to some good advice I got, you know, nice and early on, we formed a, a committee, which um, then turned into the the initial board oh, um, for Roundabout Canberra, and we were able to set up um, the you know the legal framework. Okay, so, did and that
0: take a long time? The legal framework, like registering it as a charity. So
1: it's a complicated process. Oh. It's not straightforward, but mm. I, I think I think one thing I've learned to do right from the start is to be clever about asking for help and to ask for help from people who have the skills <laughs> to help. Um, so I had assistance from, you know, an accountant providing pro bono support, a lawyer okay. providing pro bono support, um, and then these, these um, couple of wonderful ladies who'd been involved in setting up charities who I, you know... Sucked information yes, from. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, it's not an easy process to go through if okay. you don't have people around you that know what they're doing. Oh, really? And okay. To advise you. Yeah.
0: So you need to. Okay. So you need to have not people who just want to help, but people who've got the expertise to Definitely. help. Definitely. Okay. Especially yeah. in the registration process, making Definitely. it legal. Yeah. Exactly. That's okay. totally right.
1: Uh, how long did the process take to
0: officially say you are a charity? So
1: I think um, I, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was late 2017 that I had the initial idea. Okay. And then and then it was by February of 2018, we had everything set up and we were, um, it was well, that's up brilliant. and running. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm the sort of person that once I set my mind to yeah. something, I just get it done. Get it done, So, okay. so we got it done.
0: Awesome, <laughs> awesome. So, you've set up the charity. It's now registered. Um, that's through AC. ACNC. ACNC, yeah. yes. And that's the body in Australia that manages and, you know- uh, Not-for-profits.
1: Not-for-profits.
0: And so, okay, so did you have a model in mind? How would a charity work? So people donate and then what happens?
1: Yeah, so so thankfully I was able to learn a lot from the charities in other parts of Australia that I mentioned. And they, the the um, the people who'd started those organizations were very happy to provide mm. me with advice and, mm. and, you know, wanted to make sure that I could learn from you know the mistakes they'd made, so yeah, that was really valuable. Um, so it meant that right from the start, I you know was able to set things up with a, a model that had been proven. And yeah. and basically the way we we started operating and we now operate still is that members of the public come and drop off their donations. Um, so we started focusing on babies back in 2018, yeah. but we now help children up to age 16. Okay. So we take clothing. Um, Single bed linen, toys, okay. books for for those older Backpacks. children as well. Backpacks, school oh. lunch boxes, drink bottles, okay. um, those types of things. Um, so members of the public come and drop off their donations. Um, we've got a team of fabulous volunteers. Wow. So two hundred and fifty volunteers on our wow. database who sort, clean, check the donations, make sure that they're in excellent condition because we want things to be like a gift for the families that are receiving them and we're very focused on the dignity of Mm. of the families we're supporting Mm. Um, and then we work directly with social workers and community organizations rather than with the families themselves so we now work with about 90 organizations so that's the public hospitals women's refuges um, migrant and refugee support services um, education directorate so it really varies it's a, a a large range. And basically whenever any service is working with a family that needs things for their children, they place an order with us. We pack that up. So it's different for every family. For some people, it might be a box of clothes, which is Mm. very common at the moment with Mm. winter um, being so difficult uh, in Canberra in particular. Um, For others, it might be everything you'd need for a newborn. So a cot, pram, car seat, clothing, linen and toys, plus some things for older siblings the service then comes and picks it up and takes it to the family. So wow. um, we don't have any direct contact. With the family. Yeah, for us, that's about, it's the dignity piece mm. again about, you know, it can be embarrassing to mm. ask for help mm. and um, we don't want to um, cause um, people to feel embarrassed in that way. Um, but at the same time, we think if people need um, material goods for their children they probably need some other form of support that we're not in a position to provide okay. so if if we're contacted directly we put them in contact with oh with I see the service okay
0: that's interesting how much time did it because that's a lot of work to be in to get yourself known to 90 organizations say we exist if you need something and if we have it in that moment please let us know so we can provide it this is was that you knocking on every door saying this is who I am
1: so at the start we had a a uh yeah I'd gone through done some googling had compiled a list of services that I thought we should get in contact with and that was hard work to convince those services to start using us really we found because I think people just thought it's a bit too good to be true we're offering this service for free like where there's no charge and I think they just couldn't quite conceptualize yeah what it was about but we we found that once a service and we still find once a service places one order with us, they're oh, sold. Oh, fabulous. So, um, Repeat customers. That's right. And they oh. realize how, um, so I think there's there's multiple benefits to what we do. It's obviously about supporting the yeah. families, but yeah. it also frees the social workers and the, the organizations that we work with, frees them up in terms of their time, which yeah. you know, previously they might've had to spend time outside their work hours tracking down a cot, so a client could um, be discharged from hospital with their baby or you know trying to find clothing for multiple children in different sizes which you know where the benefit of the service we provide is that it's all in one spot it's you know all prepared they just pick it up and take it to them um so so yeah in those early days it was it was a hard sell but then once i'll
0: charge you if you want yeah that's
1: (laughs) We can buy more stuff. (laughs) Exactly. But once we got past those initial few, then we didn't have to approach any services. They came to us. So there was a word of mouth, um, you know, the, the, the word spread. And it's only been sort of... In this last 12 months that we've actually gone back to really making an effort to ensure that we're connecting with all services that might be working with families so we've really looked hard to make sure that there are no gaps and that we are working with all of the organizations that support families in the canberra and Canberra region beautiful
0: and do you find because you mentioned board before and how important it was to have people with the expertise to come in is it hard working with the board because you started this with a vision and then now you've got other people that also have an opinion. Does it sometimes kind of conflict, not even conflict, but, you know, just kind of it's not what I really wanted, but I've just got to compromise?
1: We, I mean, obviously, you know, people don't always agree but we Mm. have had our board is outstanding and we've kind of um as the organizations matured our boards matured as well so in the early days the board was sort of the doers they were people on the ground Mm. doing Mm. the the stuff to keep the organization running um we've now gotten to a point where we've really professionalized it and we've had you know we've naturally had some people leave because there's that sort of you know transient nature of Canberra and things like that so people's life (laughs) <laughs> lives change, um, but it's meant we've been able to bring on a lawyer, someone okay. with strong finance background, um, someone with great experience um, working with volunteers. So we've got mm. a really great mix of, um, of skill sets in, in co- conjunction with a, a couple of people who have a lot of experience in the not for profit space. Um, so no, I've never had any. No, okay. um, I, I was on the board until um, this year when I, I um came on board yes. as a CEO and I've excused myself from the board um, but, but yeah we've always worked really well together okay. and I think because um, our our sort of our mission is so clear and we're all so on on board with that <laughs> that um, it's just worked really well.
0: And so do you source these people do you go and network and find these people that are or do they kind of find out about you?
1: So um, it's it's been sort of uh, yeah i guess most of the people that ha- the newcomers to mm-hmm. the board are, are people that we have come into contact with through through roundabout okay. so either as um, supporters or volunteers or um or through um i guess yeah networking okay. uh, type stuff um so until now they have been people that we've connected with um just in the in the course of okay. our um Interactions, so but. good to know. Good yeah. to know that it's
0: part of you also being proactive, trying to look for the people that would yeah. be best, a best fit for roundabout.
1: Yes. And we've worked hard to make sure that we, we had identified some gaps. We've worked hard to fill those okay. in terms of the, you know, finance, legal yeah. um, areas and things like that. So, so
0: because it's, it's I mean, I'm sure you get orders. I mean, your role as CEO is to look, is to steer the ship. Making sure that it's you know all it's, it's all guns blazing. Do you have people that work in terms of answering emails, in terms of making sure that what stock has to go to who? Like, are these volunteers that are doing all of that?
1: Yeah. So we we and so for the first couple of years of Roundabouts existence, we were run only by volunteers. So. Um, So I ran roundabout on top of my paid job and you know life um, outside of work hours Um, and then we had yeah a team of fabulous volunteers some of those performing really essential roles such as packing orders and things like that and and admin. Um, We had a, a fabulous volunteer who moved to Manila on a posting with her, her husband had a posting in Manila for three years so she managed all of our admin wow. um, from Manila while she was over there which was incredible um, but as we've grown we're, we're, we're large now we now we helped 2,000 children last nice. year we think we'll help 3,000 this year um, we've got 250 volunteers we've got a very busy dynamic warehouse that we're managing so um, we've, we've had to bring on some paid staff to really support that, make sure that of everyone's course. safe, that things are running smoothly. Yep. So we now have five paid staff, but we only well add done. up to two FTE. So we're still teeny tiny. Well um, that includes done. myself. No, that, it's fabulous. Great. It is fabulous.
0: That's great. So that brings me to um, I do wanna uh, I do wanna ask about um, transitioning from corporate or government to running a charity. But How has that happened? So, for someone who's listening right now and going, "Oh my goodness, how would that work to get paid staff into a charity?" Like, so is that does that come through a percentage of donations? Are you going for what is grants? What's going on? So
1: it's um, different sources. So we have we don't have any ongoing funding. Um, We apply for grants. We apply for um, you do yes. We do we regularly applying for grants Mm. and we do our own fundraising we run events we have um you know occasionally we'll have generous philanthropists or Mm. local businesses who make a a donation to us so um yeah we we work hard to to bring money in um but But, yeah, so, yeah, it's a mixture of things. Okay.
0: So, basically, that's how you are able to pay your staff through the events, fundraising, grants. And the donations, do they, a percentage of that goes towards any wages or anything like that?
1: Uh, Yes, definitely. Yeah, there is a a portion of the donations that go towards wages. That probably is our our largest expense, probably is our wages. And I think um, it's interesting. I've I've seen some really great articles and and listened to some podcasts recently that talk a lot about how there is this um, misconception that Mm -hmm. that charities should be um, operating without any, I guess, overheads, as, as people call them. But I think, you know, from my experience... So, I mean, we can get into this, but I, I, I never, I never started out thinking that I'd take a job with Roundabout. That definitely wasn't my intention from the start. But I have seen, as we've grown, how important it is mm. to have those paid staff Absolutely. holding things together and Absolutely. and making sure that you're able to deliver a, a professional service that's runs smoothly so so yeah so we do it, oh, yeah. wages are our biggest expense yeah um but they're such a vital part of of what we T- do to do what you do that's right without
0: a doubt without a doubt and th- that's what's interesting because um But your overheads of wages is small anyway. You're not operating a 100-person team. No, we're very lean. We are very lean and we're
1: very careful about how we spend money. And, um, yeah, we are very careful about how we spend money. But I I think it's very important as
0: well. So if for someone who is uh, thinking of starting a charity or is currently having, has a charity, and they're looking at that transition. Now, I know you were working for the government, which is a great job, income coming in, you know. Stable. Stable, you know. You've got a career path happening. Yeah. That transition from um, employee to running a charity CEO, what was was that? Was that still like, you know, trying to find your feet?
1: Yeah, so I think... So as i said I, I never started out thinking i'd take a job with roundabout and i think that is because i i always felt i had this nice stable job mm. in the public service and my husband um owns a small business so you know oh. i always had the stable yeah. job that you know had leave and you know i could look after yeah. the kids if they weren't well and things yes. like that um so but those first couple of years were a huge juggle running roundabout You know, outside of work, yeah, it was. I was very stretched. Um, So I guess, you know, yeah, I guess for people who are um, who are running a charity or who are thinking about starting a charity, it is a hard slog. It it really is a hard slog, and money doesn't come easily. Mm. So, um, so we've operated in a. Very lean manner from the start, mm-hmm. and we were lucky with some some things in terms of you know we received free accommodation for the charity, which was amazing. So we were yes. ab- able to keep costs low. But um, but yeah, it, it definitely you can't easily step out of your public service job and into a yeah. <laughs> and into a paid job in, yeah. in, um, in a charity that you've started. Um, but yeah, I think so. I think COVID also for I think I've heard a lot of people say this that. It really made me rethink what was important to mm-hmm. me and, um, and I guess I had this, I guess, an epiphany moment in, mm. over, you know, Christmas break, the last <laughs> Christmas break that we had oh, I where I just thought, you know, roundabout, I get so much um, pleasure out of roundabout and yeah. I have worked so hard to build it to what it is today. Mm. And I, I feel good doing stuff at Roundabout. And I've, I love my public service job and, you know, I got a lot out of it, but you don't wake up necessarily feeling like you're doing something that's changing yeah. people's lives every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and I, I just decided, you know, I'm smart and capable yeah. and employable yes. and that yeah. stability doesn't really... I don't know. I think people trap themselves sometimes. and it just,
0: Especially in the government job.
1: That's right. Mm. That's right. Mm. So I just decided if anything ever happened, I'll, I'll find myself another job. Yes. And
0: Yeah. And in Canberra. I mean. That's right.
1: That's <laughs> exactly, right. Exactly. Exactly. So that
0: transition. So when you came on board this year as CEO. In February,
1: yes. In
0: February. And then you started to, because I know at the moment you're looking for um a fundraising manager yes. that's so exciting I looked it up yeah. today and I'm like oh my god that's exciting yeah
1: very exciting
0: oh well oh, I was so happy I was just I was driving down I was telling my husband this is amazing oh. like this is real deal now
1: Yeah, you know, like this is absolutely and I think um yeah I, I think it, money is so important mm. to keep charities running yeah. um and so we have realized how important it is to to have some dedicated um yes I guess, capability it's you know an obvious yeah. word but capability in that space to okay. really um support sure. fundraising which sure. we've, we've done until now but um without the sort of true professional yeah. skills to support yeah. it so, so what is
0: your what do you do day to day as a ceo of a charity
1: yeah so my day so i'm i'm not a ceo that sits in an office with mm. a door closed so i, I always say Um, I I have that title, but I think it's sort of a CEO slash general manager role because we are so tiny. um, None of our staff have the um, ability to, to... stay within the lines of their role descriptions we all chip in and help out wherever's needed so um so my role ideally is about raising awareness about the work that we're doing um in the community and and really bringing in money so i'm very focused on making sure that we have financial stability because as i mentioned we we don't have any ongoing funding so um so it's really about creating some stability there um and just yeah talking to people so it's you know meeting with um we've been um interacting a lot with um, various levels of government to help mm. them to, to understand the value of what we're doing in the community, um, meeting with some of the more senior staff um, in some of the agencies or organisations that we, we work with yes. to provide goods to clients. Um, yeah, so okay. there's, there's a lot of, um, You know, engaging with people, but then I also will safety check car seats if we have a a huge gap (laughs) on our shelves and we're struggling to to meet orders. And I'll run a volunteer session um, when I need to. So I, I, you know, I wear jeans and sneakers to work um, most of the day unless I'm um, meeting with the chief minister or something (laughs) like that. Um, So yeah, but it's it's nice. It's dynamic, and every day is different. And yeah, it's really okay. exciting and very um, hands-on, which very is lovely.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So uh, e, w- when, you, when you're when you doing all of that, um, can I just ask, in terms of marketing, just the name of Roundabout and getting the word out, you're coming on podcasts, you're going and meeting with chief ministers, you're going and doing all that. Is there anything that you are doing that uh, you might – someone could be here listening going, this is something different that's working really well for mm-hmm. us? Is there any way that – you know going to schools talking about it at schools i don't know
1: so i never say no when someone asks me to to come along and so you know to talk to their workplace so Mm. you know we occasionally we might have people who do a a morning tea to raise some funds for roundabout and if i get an opportunity to go along and and talk to a group then you know yeah i think it's important to never say no so i will and which is much easier to do now that i'm in this role as a paid job i it was harder to do that when when it was on top of work um but, yeah, we use social media a lot. Okay. Um, so that is a, a, a really valuable tool.
0: All platforms um, or any particular so, platform? Uh,
1: LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we use all three of those, mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. they have um, different benefits yeah. for different groups, but they're all very valuable. Um, we are starting to focus a lot on engaging with schools because um, okay. we, we need big kids clothes in particular. Yeah. So that's a real focus for us at the moment. So, yeah. um, And I think a lot of people don't realise that we we help children older than the, the baby group. So, okay. um, so schools are a good a good group to, to target for that. So okay. um, that's another focus. But yeah, I think just yeah, never saying no and taking okay. every opportunity that comes our way to, to raise awareness. About the work we're
0: doing. And do you have a mentor that kind of gives you some advice here and there? Like someone who you can go to and say, listen, thinking about something, this, or do I go A, or do I go path B? Or do you have someone like that?
1: I don't have one, but I have multiple people who I I know I can talk to about various um, aspects of of the job. Um, And so some of those are our board members. Um, Some of them are, are people that I've come into contact with through yeah through, okay. through roundabout um, right. so yeah multiple people who are very generous with their time oh which wow is brilliant important
0: okay okay great so that's that's your I guess your self-improvement education as you are in this role now yes. and chartering new territory and it as the charity is growing and you know embarking on new territory and more people to help 3,000 this year that too is also you know making yourself look a bit in terms of just improving yourself developing yourself
1: absolutely yeah. Be- because I'm I'm not an experienced charity CEO mm. that's I you know I have deep passion for the cause Mm. and I you know have um a deep passion to see roundabout succeed and I I, I've definitely um some of the skills I've developed in my um role in roles in the public service have like been invaluable for for the role that I'm in now but Mm. but I'm yeah very happy to take advice and learn from other people which I think is really important because um I'm not an expert
0: yeah 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 no no and that's that's how you do it can in terms of you know we talked about uh, you know, not saying no to any opportunity to get the name out of Roundabout and look what you help and what you do. Have there any been any specific fundraising events, uh, days? What have you done that's really been successful for Roundabout?
1: Um, so we have. We ran a a lovely, lovely high tea back in 2019 before uh, before COVID hit. The world changed. Um, Yes, which we will definitely do again next year. um, But we're still just being a little bit cautious. But that, I mean, that was such a lovely, um, uh, those types of events are so lovely in terms of Building a community, connecting with your community, um, mm. connecting with supporters. Um, so yeah, that was a really a positive experience. Do you go
0: to the host of the high tea and say, "Listen, we're a charity. Can you charge us less?" Is is that how it works?
1: We can ask, and and sometimes we do get. Sometimes we do get okay. um, discounts. It's always worth asking. Yes, so that's okay. definitely. Okay. Definitely always worth asking. Right. Um, I mean, I think I'm sure it's hard for businesses because they're a lot oh, yeah, of wonderful yeah, charities exactly. that do great work. Yeah. so so they can't. They yeah, can't of always. course provide a discount Mm -hmm. but yeah it's always worth asking which is okay great and then
0: you just charge everyone to come in have a beautiful time mingle talk about roundabout okay so that's great yeah so those kinds of events
1: yeah that's right all right
0: and so when you're doing things like that because I was looking on your website and you had things like corporate volunteering and corporate projects yeah what's corporate projects
1: yeah so we so the well the corporate volunteering is something that we've had a, a lot of um a lot of positives come from so we okay. we host um workplace groups so 10 to 15 people from an organization to come in and volunteer in our space um right. which has yeah, pack pack orders, yeah, clean clean plans, orders. Oh. Build clots, um, you know yeah sort clothing linen toys so okay. sort of really whatever's required on yeah. on that particular day yeah. um, and that's it's a really nice team building exercise for the people that come in um, but it. then we also get a lot done which is fabulous <laughs> um, so it's really good for us okay um, and then in terms of projects we have had um, I, I think it's Um, there's a lot of organisations at the moment who are really keen to give their time to charities through professional volunteering. So, Mm. um, you know, developing strategic plans or, um, you know, we, I worked recently with um, Synergy um, here in Canberra. Who they did some some work with us on media training and um, and developing some of our key messages. Oh to, wow! Um, to really you know make sure that we can eloquently yes. um, articulate the yeah. work that we're doing. So Synergy. Yeah. So yeah, they're wonderful. Wow. They are wonderful. Okay. Um, So, yeah, things like that where there are, yeah, organisations who are happy to offer their professional skills um, rather than uh, provide financial, you know, support or... Brilliant. Yes, volunteering their time. Backing, Excellent. Backing orders and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cleaning so that's friends.
0: What, so that's what corporate project means. When, pr- when corporates come to you and say, here's the skill set that I can yeah, th- give right. to you that will help the uh, the charity itself. By yes. upskilling you, it will help the charity. Yeah, absolutely. Love that.
1: And there's, we've also um, had um, PwC have done some really great work for us as well. They've got a, a great um, volunteering hub. If okay. that's, I'm not sure if that's the right term. But you yeah. can basically, a, ch- a, a charity or a community organisation can almost place an Add for um, something that they need assistance with, whether it's, Ooh. yeah. It's- Fixing up some governance, or you know, something like that, and then you know, different members of staff can put their hand up to say, "Yes, I'd like to help with that." that, that's a really great resource that we've taken advantage of. That's
0: brilliant, and but this has also taken you four years to get it to where it is today. Like, and but that's very quick. Yeah, for a charity, I mean, that's that's I don't know if it's Canberra, it's it's a great city.
1: (laughs) It is a great city. It really, it's a great city to to run something like this. Well,
0: well, the thing is, because when I had the chief minister here and the opposition leader, I said to them Canberra's known to be the boring city, yeah. and I said, "Why has it got that? Why has it got that label? Because it's working great for charities yeah. and for people yeah. who want to get work done. It's a great city. Yes. you just need to get your boots on the ground and just start working, taking one step because you are the pin-up pin girl. Yeah, for how it can happen, like literally.
1: We, yeah. I do always say that Canberra is just the perfect place to to run. I'm, I'm I can't comment on other charities, but to run this charity okay. because we've got you know lots of people who are financially comfortable enough yes. that they can donate yeah. their time, donate their goods, um, you know, provide some financial support. And then we do have this community of, of people who, mm. who need our help. So, yeah. which I think there's this misconception that misconception that Canberra is a very middle-class town and there's not a lot of need, but there is.
0: There is. There is. No, definitely. I think, and that's very really good point that you made, because we are a public city, public servant city. And as such, people do have nice, comfortable jobs, but below the labyrinth of that, there is the people that you're serving who don't have the, the luxury of being going over to the shop and buying something, buying linen, buying a cop, buying a pram, buying a car seat for the kids. Have you done any kind of um just because we've had the elections? Mm. and it's um, have you gone just thought of I, I'm probably probably new in the role, but going have thought about going in lobbying the government for like, providing things like sanitary items, sanitary pads for females in schools to allow that to be free at least. For things like, do you you think you'd be going along that path?
1: It's not something that that we've been involved in until now. Obviously, you know, access to sanitary, sanitary mm. items is critical and, mm. and, and we provide um yeah. toiletry packs to, yeah. to young girls and, yeah. and women um but I, I one thing that we have really focused on with the act government is um encouraging them to do something about um car seat recycling which isn't oh okay. isn't currently um a service that's available um, in the ACT and it's a tricky one to solve um, so you know it won't be a, a quick solution but we have um, mentioned that every opportunity we've had. So
0: car, how does it work car seat recycling like we just you yeah. have a car seat so then you. Car
1: seats so um, people might not realize that car seats actually have a shelf life of 10 years so the manufacturers recommend that after okay. 10 years passes you, you stop using a car seat and okay. that's because the plastic can um, oh. degrade basically. Um, so basically the car seats that come to us that are past they're mm. used by date or that are damaged mm. and, and unsafe to use, at the moment there's there's nothing that we can do with them except take Just, them to the tip. Oh so right. there's no other way to use them. Whereas with everything else that comes to us that that can't be passed on, we work really hard to find another use for okay, it. Yeah. And we're, most of the time we're able to find another use for, mm. for other things, mm. but not mm. for car seats. So, so that's something that we're very oh, interested that's in awesome, and that awesome. we've been... We've been talking to the ACT government about. No, that's that's brilliant. But you
0: mentioned the tip and those—is that an unforeseen cost for a charity, like a car seat that's over ten years or, or so used? You cannot give it to someone else. You take it to the tip. That's an extra added cost to take it to the tip. Like those unforeseen, uh, I guess, expenses. Are they a lot in a charity that kind of just you know you don't even think about something like that?
1: Yeah. So I mean, they they are a cost, but at the same time, we we are we're so pleased to be able to take an unsafe item out of circulation okay. and make yeah. sure that you know no child ha- is, yes, is placed yes, in that yes, car seat yeah, it's brilliant, um, brilliant so there is a cost but we think it's such an, Im- an important use of, of money no to, no i, th- no, I think it's brilliant yeah yeah Please, the reason
0: i asked that question is because someone who's looking t- uh, who has a charity these are the unforeseen things that you don't yeah. see that you don't kind of even consider because you just don't but yeah. then it's not until you're in it that oh okay there's that and there's that so that's why it's needed to be having people like yourself who are being paid to look out for things like that yes that's the importance of it because if you have volunteers one volunteer turns up today it could be a new volunteer next week so you know that that continuity isn't there
1: which i think as as you know as your charity grows it's so important to have that continuity and Mm. the consistency and the reliability and um we've always um prided ourselves in having a model for our volunteers where we don't ask them for any regular commitment of their time and I think that's actually what people really like about Roundabout. We, you know, if people are travelling one week, there's no issue, they'll come the next week. So we have some people who come, you know, multiple times a week and other people who come sort of a a few times a year, maybe in school holidays with their children or something like that. Um, But it does mean that it it sort of reinforces the importance of having staff who are are, are there, you know, consistently at the same time each week to to get the, impo- the really, you know, the really vital aspects of our business done. Awesome.
0: So. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, now the fact of, uh, that we don't have – I don't know if this affects you. Does the federal government, in terms of their funding, does that co- affect a charity in Canberra at all?
1: So there are, um, there are grants that, yeah. we, you know, we potentially could apply for. Um, it's a little bit more complicated because we're not a national – charity yeah. and um so we our, our focus is largely mm-hmm. on the ACT government okay. and um yeah but but we also at, at the same time are taking every opportunity we can to interact with our local federal members and mm-hmm. and help them to to see the work that we're doing yeah so, which
0: is so so uh life changing for any family young family you know family that needs the, what you guys do because what 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 occurred to me is the fact that you guys give the the essentials of what a family might need to say, Vinny's or say a, a second party that passes it on then to the actual family. I would think that um, someone who has a car seat would automatically give it to Vinny's or automatically. But people don't do that. They they don't.
1: Uh, so I think it's so it's now so some of the organisations like the Green Shed or, or Vinny's, for example. So, so we are the only organisation that will take a second-hand car seat, so okay. looking at car seats specifically. So they, they all direct people to us. Okay. Um, but I think I'm sure there are still lots of people who donate to um, their local charity store, which is you know absolutely fabulous because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. still obviously helping people. But I think as um, word is spreading about the what work that do. we're doing, yeah. I think people do like the idea of donating to us because, you know, for the same reason yeah. that I started Roundabout, yeah. I think people like knowing that they're donating their stuff and it means that someone yeah. will receive those gourds in a you know beautifully presented box. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I exactly. think you know people can connect with the cause and like the idea of of the way that we distribute things. So, Beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is there anything else about Roundabout that you would want people to know? That has it uh, like a story you could share with us of how it's changed someone or how it's made a difference? Someone? Yeah.
1: So, um, so, I mean, I guess I'm just trying to think of a. So uh, we have had, I guess, just over the past few months with, you know, things being the weather starting to be so cold and, you know, everyone's everyone has been talking about the the cost of living rising Mm. and and the challenges that that's um, presenting to families. Mm. And and I guess, you know, this is not a particular story, but it's just a a comment. Mm. Um, You know, a lot of the feedback that we're hearing from the social workers and the organisations that we're working with is that because families are able to access goods for their children through us, it means it's freeing up the, the money that they might yeah. otherwise have had to spend on trying to find warm clothing for their children Amazing. to redirect it to other essential things, so food. So, yeah. you know, there are yeah. there are families who are struggling to pay for food and pay their rent and, yeah. you know, yeah. those really basic essentials and if they can access goods through mm. Roundabout, it means that that's one less thing for them to have to think about in terms of that, that mental load of tracking things yes. down, but also yes. uh, it really relieves a, a significant financial burden.
0: Awesome, 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 awesome. Awesome. So, what I want to do at the moment is I want to take you through some rapid fire questions. Yep. <laughs> the first question, the first answer is the right answer. <laughs> yep. Okay. There are only a few and they're just allowing us to get snippets of how it is to run a charity. Okay. First question is what's the easiest part of running a charity?
1: I think if you're passionate about the Aye. cause, it's, you know, I feel good every day waking up and going to work. It, there's never Mondayitis. It's, yeah, you feel good doing oh, something you're passionate awesome. about.
0: And what's the hardest part about running a charity?
1: Money, you know, getting money. Okay. So that is a, it is a hard slog and hard it slog. is never ending. Okay. So you have to be prepared to keep at it.
0: Right, 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 right. What do you believe that others think is crazy?
1: Um, I think, I, I think people, hmm. <laughs> 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 um I think, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm no, stars. no, that's fine. No, that's fine. No problem, no
0: problem. Do you prefer running a charity or working for the public service? Uh,
1: without a doubt, yeah, running yeah. a charity. Oh, I yeah, love it. it's love amazing.
0: It. Beautiful. It is really but can amazing. I just say, for those of us who are not seeing us on the video but actually hearing the audio, your face lights up when you say that. It oh, does. Your face just lights up when you say, oh, the charity for sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's your uh, – how do you manage being a mum and running a charity? How does that work? What does your day look like?
1: Yeah. So um, life's gotten easier since I – Yeah. Yeah this became my job it it really was a a big juggle before this um and now I think you know I do actually have flexibility I Mm. do um you know occasionally I I take my kids to work um if I if my daughter's you know not at preschool that day and I'm stuck without anyone to look after her so um I have flexibility flexibility in that sense um Yeah. I mean, it is, is. life is still busy. And there is, um, I think, you know, in this type of role, there are um, commitments outside of business Mm, hours. mm. So, you know, I do go to events in the evenings. Um, You know, I might have, you know, early morning um, breakfast meetings. So that's a bit of a juggle with children. Um, But... But yeah, it's I, I make it work. You make it work. You yes. are.
0: You totally are. Look at you. You do it your three thousand kids this this year. It's going to yeah. be helped by Roundabout people. And so, finally, what's your ultimate vision for Roundabout? Like, if you could have a magic wand and just go, this is this would be it. What's the ultimate vision?
1: So my ultimate vision is that we can help every child in Canberra that oh. needs access to goods. And beyond that, I want to be able to help all of the all of the children in the areas of regional New South Wales that surround mm-hmm. Canberra, right down to the South Coast and, and all the way down to the Victorian border, basically. Wow. Um, because there is um, sadly there's no there are great services that operate in in Melbourne and in Sydney, but there's sort of nothing in between. So areas, we've yeah. got a, a a large region that mm. um, that we could help. Yeah. Um, but obviously that, you know, takes lots of children's items yes. and, you know, yes. um, funding and yeah, logistics awesome. and awesome. Yeah, but that's, that's my ultimate vision yeah. that we can, that we can tackle that whole Exciting.
0: Region. Well, with you sitting in the CEO seat, I see that happening right now. Oh, thank you, thank, Rita. Thank, <laughs> thank you <laughs> so much for joining us and sharing us about Roundabout. Where can people find out more if they want to donate or read about it?
1: Yeah, so go to www.roundaboutcanberra.org or um, search for us on, on social media, so Facebook or Instagram.
0: Awesome. Hannah, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Rita. I really appreciate you having me. Thank
0: you.